It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Welcome in, everybody. It's another edition of the Lombardi Line split across the country today as Josh Applebaum sits in for the vacationing Mike Pritchard. Great to have Josh back with us on the show from Boston. I'm Ben Wilson from downtown Las Vegas and our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Great to see you back, Josh. You're looking sharp as always, uh, man. And I, I know you were with uh, Patrick yesterday, so a big week for us and more. I know pick, more picks coming your way today on the show. Oh, yeah, Ben. It's great to be with you. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not too sharp today, but I had to wear an undershirt because it's snowing today in Boston. Uh, I thought we were going to have, uh, you know, March Madness here right around the corner. I felt like it was going to be spring. Woke up today with six inches of snow. So uh, what did Punxsutawney Phil say, Ben? We got six six more weeks of winter here. But uh, today should be a great day. I'm excited. No NBA, but I hope we can hit on a lot of college basketball, Ben. That's where I love betting right now, college hoops. ton of great games tonight, bunch of good system matches. Really excited to break it all down with you today. Don't worry. We've got about a half hour of college basketball talk coming up a little bit later. <laughs> in addition to some of the moves in the NBA awards and futures markets coming out of All-Star Weekend, with a big injury scare to the star for the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. We'll have the latest updates on that coming up. Will Hill, our VEASAN analyst, will join us as well a little bit later this hour. For now, though, Josh, today is the day. Nothing is really going to happen today, at least. But the franchise tag window is now open, open from now until March 7th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And the name everybody is watching for over the next couple weeks, it's what will Baltimore do with Lamar Jackson The rumors are that Baltimore likely to use the non-exclusive quarterback franchise tag will likely save them about $10 to $15 million 
in cash can pay Lamar Jackson about $32 million this year as Jackson still is looking for a fully guaranteed five-year contract. So as we begin this two-week process, now that we're, we're really down to the wire here, Josh, we don't expect this to be done until more like closer to that March 7th date. Team wants to give themselves as much time as possible to work out some sort of deal. But interesting to watch how this ends up playing out from the betting market where the Ravens are 20 to 1 to win it all next year, Josh. But I haven't heard anybody have any desire <laughs> to get on the Ravens while this uncertainty is still sitting as it is right now with Lamar Jackson. No, you're exactly right, Ben. And I think this is a really tough call for the team and for the organization here because we know how we all know how great Lamar Jackson is. Completely electric player, kind of the modern-day Michael Vick, can throw it, can run it. Uh, it's pretty much unstoppable when he's on his game. But as you run into all these issues here with mobile quarterbacks, even though that's the way the league is trending, is that you get banged up, you get hurt. The more you run, the more you get, more you get hit by defenders. And again, that will lead to more injuries. So it's a really difficult spot. I mean, if Lamar Jackson, uh, if you look at kind of his games missed the last few years since his MVP season, he's been kind of banged up throughout the year multiple times here at this point. So can you really commit a five-year, you know, $300, $400 million contract, Ben? I mean, look at what the situation is with the Arizona Cardinals right now with Kyler Murray, who got hurt again, who they gave a ton of money to. So it also complicates it a bit that Lamar Jackson, I believe, is his own agent. So, Penn, you don't have to give that 10% to the agent, but also uh, how does he kind of uh, handle these negotiations? Obviously, if you're in the NFL, it's all about the guaranteed money because it's such a violent sport. You get hit once, your, your career could end. So you want to get as much guaranteed money as you possibly can. But from the organization standpoint, an organization that, again, year in, year out, Ben, is competitive, has a great culture under Harbaugh. Even when Lamar Jackson's gotten hurt, Tyler Huntley's come in there and been pretty competitive in covering numbers. But to me, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm franchising Lamar Jackson uh, and kind of going from there, maybe even go on a year-to-year -year basis here. Maybe even the draft, you look at another mobile quarterback coming up. But uh, to your point, Ben, if you have Jackson, plus 1,100 to win the AFC, 20-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, I think if he's healthy and good to go, this is a team you got that will be reckoned with in the East or the AFC. Right. It's a, it's a Baltimore team that had a lot of love as well from really respected syndicates and, and sharp betters going into last year with what they were bringing back. And the consensus was you were likely to retool an offensive line that had been banged up and largely contributed to Jackson's injury if you go back to the 2021 season. Now, there are improvements that were made from Baltimore's point of view. Defense is what took a step back, at least early on, as the team transitioned, losing Wink Martindale. I shouldn't say losing, firing Wink Martindale as he ended up going <laughs> to the Giants as defensive coordinator. But you could tell there were improvements made by the end for Baltimore. The issue was... They had gone from Jackson as the starting quarterback to then Tyler Huntley and even deeper down with some of the other injuries going on there, have, having Jackson missing time at the end of the season. I look at Baltimore, I, I say they're not a team that's all that far off, yet they're becoming totally forgotten. And it's interesting how you, you look at two quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson for Baltimore and Daniel Jones for the New York Giants, who finished right next to each other. They were right about 13-14 in last year's overall EPA per play plus completion percentage over expectation metric as above average, but not elite quarterbacks by any means from the advanced stats you're hearing a lot of the media and the narrative being well you gotta extend J Daniel Jones I mean the guy had this career year under Brian Dable for the Giants and you have to just move on from Jackson he just doesn't have it what are what world are we in where we really believe Daniel Jones is a better quarterback long term from Lamar Jackson that's that's just lunacy to me Josh no, you're totally right. And again, just from the player himself, I, I mean, Jackson is, again, light years ahead of Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones, to his credit, has been more durable here. And you put in Daniel Jones. So I'm going to defend Daniel Jones a little bit here, Ben, even though I do agree with you, Jackson is a much better QB. But again, when healthy, you got to caveat that. Any any player you talk about in the NFL. So Daniel Jones, to me, would be the other quarterback that makes total sense to franchise tag. 
I think, you know, Daniel Jones proved quite a bit to you. Not only did he have his best career year, you bring him to the playoffs, you win a playoff game against Minnesota, uh, but really he was up against the wall. I think that really showed me a lot about his character because remember, Ben, prior to the year starting, they did not pick up his fifth, fifth year option. So uh, it's almost like, you know, when you're, when you're kind of looking for your future with a team, if they don't believe in you, they don't pick up your option. It's like, boom, I'm going somewhere else. Maybe you sulk, maybe you pout, maybe you don't have a very good year, but Daniel Jones, to his credit, didn't let that kind of get to him. He had a great year with Dayball. But again, I think you're in this kind of situation when you're an NFL team. Like, it's easy to give Patrick Mahomes, Ben, what did he get? 13 years, $450 million or something crazy like that. But if you don't have the guy, I think you're almost better just going year to year versus committing so much capital in terms of, you know, your salary cap to one player. Because if the guy's great, he'll be worth it. But if he struggles, if he's not worth the contract, again, I make the connection to Kyler Murray, and that could really hamstring you when you're trying to fill out your roster because you're devoting so much money to a QB that's taking up your cap that really might not be worth all the money that he's getting. And that's why for now, again, the – Futures odds were released early from both BetMGM and DraftKings. Most of those markets only including the Super Bowl for the first couple weeks. But the assumption is, regardless of how the <clears throat> franchise tag is selected, which is likely to be that that non-selection where you you look at the difference again that uh, that that you know that non-exclusive tag saved him about ten to fifteen million dollars. Lamar Jackson is going to be though the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. You would you would think, barring something wild happening or a team really feeling like they have a lot of conviction in signing him. That leads me into some of the other markets, which are now out. And Jackson is 17 to one at DraftKings right now for MVP next season. Uh, you, you know, you look at the, I would say the comeback player of the year market, which is now out as well, Josh. That's going to be a much different market to handicap because DeMar Hamlin is the runaway favorite. And the consensus is just by him taking a snap, the Buffalo Bills defensive back who you know, collapsed on the field, just by him taking a snap next year, he is likely to win that award at plus 250. Uh, Jackson at seven to one, by the way, on the comeback player of the year. But we just saw a guy like Geno Smith, who's, a, who's, who's much more limited in his abilities, playing on a one-year, gotta-have-it, gotta-prove-it deal, had a career season for Seattle last year. There, if, assuming Jackson is back, and if, if we believe this manifests into a one-year deal, there, there are worse future bets to be made if you find Jackson <laughs> sliding down on those MVP odds board, if you eventually find him in that 20 to 25 to 1 range, depending on how things go in this offseason. No, it makes a ton of sense. Great point by you, Ben. And again, look at the MVP uh, favorite right now, Patrick Mahomes, plus 650. I mean, we had Will Hill on last week, who I think made a couple good points. I think when you're betting these markets and looking toward the next year and looking at who the best teams will be, and again, it's a coach quarterback driven league. Will Hill said, hey, I'll take Kansas City plus 600 to win the Super Bowl. Is it the obvious bet? Sure. Is it a chalk bet? Of course, but you got to kind of extrapolate it and say, hey, uh, in terms of value standpoint, is this going to turn into a plus 400, a plus 300? Is it, are you we getting a good number now by jumping on a team like Casey early to win the Super Bowl? Maybe you get a hedging opportunity. Same thing as you mentioned here, you know, looking at MVP plus 650 with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think if you do this just consistently in sports betting, you take the favorite, the obvious play, it's not always going to work out for you. Sometimes it's kind of a suckers type bet, but when you're in a specific situation like the Chiefs, and again, they had all their wide receivers who never played a snap the previous year Mahomes made him look great they win the Super Bowl so to me sometimes you want to jump on these good teams early just because you're thinking that these lines could get better and to your point I, I you're mentioning this right before the show but uh DeMar Hamlin you know plus 250 for comeback player of the year that's going to be a narrative and a story just what he went through and how close he was to being in a really tough spot if he comes back and takes a snap I think you mentioned this Ben it's kind of your Alex Smith injury where he didn't really have to 
you know, throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He went through that gruesome leg injury. Just the fact that he came back, it's kind of the epitome of the comeback player award. I did notice too here, Ben, though, that, th that they do have uh, Trey Lance plus 600. Does he start? Do they finally give the keys to the car? Shanahan with San Fran and Trey Lance, that's another guy I'd keep an eye on. It's a, that's a really hard market to bet when you look at the numbers and when you go back through the history of how media-driven and narrative that award is. Do we, what does Damar Hamlin, do we even see him next year? We have no idea yet. As he continues his recovery, all things have been uh, positive for Hamlin, but right now it is uh, Hamlin plus 250, Lance 6-1, to one, Tua Tagovailoa plus 650, and then Jackson 7-1. So there's a lot of unknowns on that list. But as far as MVP, it, it's not surprising, right, Josh, to see your, your normal suspects, at least at the top with Mahomes and Burrow, uh, the co-favorites. If you were be, you know, if someone was coming to you right now and saying, well, I don't want to lock up money on a necessarily a Super Bowl future, but I at least want some value on an MVP going into next year, where, where would you be looking here just in the start of this offseason? So again, you start with the homes plus 650, pretty good number there. Again, the guy's incredible. You expect him to be even better going, which is crazy to say even better with another year under his belt with all his pass catchers here. I'll go to another guy who's in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts here, Ben. He's plus 1300. When I'm looking at these MVP odds, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, you can take a chance on a 50 to one, you know, uh, Derek Carr's 50 to one. Who will he play for these? I get, I totally get trying to go down the board and trying to find a big number, almost like the parlay mentality. You know, you bet a little bit, you can cash, you know, pretty huge if they, if they hit for you, but I'd look towards some of these guys at the top. I mean, Josh Allen, a, a great player here. I'm kind of down on Buffalo from what I saw from them last year. He's plus 1800 burrow. 650 is really intriguing. I think he's going to be uh, kind of in revenge mode next year, trying to come back and, have a great year, but Jalen hurts is plus 1300 impressed me most Ben. I knew he could run, but his passes were just dimes, you know, fitting it into a window in the super bowl. If his passing game continues to progress and he's on the ground, you know, a ground game running left and right bunch of touchdowns plus 1300 year, kind of the next year with Sirianni here to me, that's kind of a worthwhile number 1300 Jalen hurts. Yeah. Right now, the fifth man on the board as of now, again, so much though is going to depend on where does the Lamar Jackson thing shake out franchise tag window <laughs> now open for Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens 17 to one at DraftKings right now for MVP Ravens are 20 to one to win it all next year now uh, we're just getting started on the Lombardi line we'll have more NFL talk a little bit later in the show up next though a near scare for the Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo we'll see how that's impacted the futures and the awards markets with Josh when we return what's up everybody this is Stephen A. Smith when I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. 
Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back with Josh Applebaum, who is in for Mike Pritchard. Uh, throughout the, the next, at least today, Michael Lombardi is back tomorrow. Ben Wilson back from Las Vegas and our Circus Sportsbook Studios. To the NBA we go now, Josh. No more games until Thursday. Some lines are out. We'll talk about those in a little bit. But futures markets in a variety of ways, as well as the awards markets, have uh, shifted since the last time you and I talked, and even in the last couple of days, 
with the injury to Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, suffered heading into All-Star Weekend with a right wrist sprain. Luckily, reports were good. We found out last night it's only a sprain. He avoids significant injury from Milwaukee, expected to miss some time, but it won't be severe. You look at now how the odds board has shifted, Josh, and the uh, Boston Celtics continue to be at the top. Bucks have slipped, though, uh, now down to plus 550 on the overall market. Uh, just one of the many awards, uh, just the many futures board odds that have been changed as a result of this. Since we figure with, with Giannis being such a key player, it'll be at least a couple of weeks, if, if not maybe a month, until the Bucks actually work him back into full action again. Yeah, you're exactly right, Ben. So my apologies to you as a Bucks guy here. That's it's a okay. tough injury for Giannis. But I think, you know, at least you get the injury now. I think you look at it and try to find at least some uh, positive angle. You know, you can kind of know that he's dealing with it now, nurse it, get it good to go. I think the one scary thing you heard about the report was there is no timetable to return. So sometimes that's a, a bad thing if you hear that because you just don't know when it'll take place. But at least it's not season ending. So a uh, couple things to look at this, Ben, from a trickle-down effect. Number one, uh, I just dialed up the adjusted win totals. I think it's important that, you know, if you're a new better, a lot of new betters might think, hey, win total bets, I can only bet them before the season starts. Once the season starts, boom, I, I missed the boat. But no, books will give you adjusted throughout the uh, the season win totals, and then you can kind of attack them if you feel like there's an edge sometime throughout the year. So one that just kind of jumped out to me, Ben, is you know Celtics and the Bucks. They're battling right now for the number one seed in the East. The Celtics have a half game lead. They're 42 and 17. The Bucks are 41 and 17. But now, if Giannis is going to miss quite a bit of time, I was looking at the adjusted win totals. The Celtics are 58 and a half to the over, uh, juiced up, but the Bucks are 56 and a half to the under. Minus 135. So that tells me that if Giannis is going to be out for quite a bit here, you know, you're already, you know, what, 58 games, almost 60 games throughout the year. You only have about 22, 23, 24 games left. You'd have to have a pretty good clip here to overcome uh, that win total. So I think the angle here would be with Giannis being out for maybe longer than we expect. Hit that under 56 and a half win total for the Milwaukee Bucks. It's juiced up with the odds makers telling you there's liability. And if he's not going to, if he's going to miss quite a few of these games and maybe kind of the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, the excitement or uh, kind of the motivation to catch the Celtics diminishes a little bit. I could go to the under there. Now the other one real quick, just want to throw this at you, Ben. I am loving the fact that Jokic is really steaming up here for MVP odds because I am bigly on Jokic. I've hit him multiple times for MVP. It was one of the first bets I made at Encore when we legalized betting in Massachusetts. I got Jokic minus 120 MVP. Giannis, he wasn't. He was in the conversation, but he's really drifted here for MVP odds. I think he's up to like minus, plus 600, plus 800. Jokic flipped over the last few days because it was kind of a bad news for Giannis, good news for Jokic. He's now minus 250, Jokic, Ben, at, at, at DraftKings here. So to me, it's a great sign just opening the waters more for Jokic MVP, just knowing that a guy like Giannis is going to miss some time, and that's going to negatively affect his MVP uh, kind of numbers I, yeah, here. We, I mean, we talked last week right before Tim Bontemps of ESPN released his latest straw poll, and at the time we were kind of speculating, all right, when would that, <laughs> when would that come out? How would the odds change Jokic? After getting an overwhelming amount of the first place votes in that straw poll, went up to minus 200 at a lot of the books. Now it's ticked up even higher, up to minus 250. So a, a very good number you have right now. But just you know, running the numbers, and it's, it's something that you can find. A lot of books have they have regular season win totals. You can find head-to-head -head win totals now for the rest of the year. There's, there's a lot of different ways to play this. Bucks at that 56.5 number where, again, Antetokounmpo avoids major injury. But given he's their star player, the, the playoffs are all that matter for Milwaukee. They're likely to be very, very cautious with him. That 56.5 number you mentioned, Josh, for that to go over, Bucks would have to go 16-8 and eight in the final 24 games. They also have the 11th toughest strength of schedule uh, going into the rest of the season and will come out of the All-Star break as well, having won 12 straight games. So they were the hot team, now have some time off. 
and now without their star player in Antetokounmpo. So that, that's where I look at it and say, you know, you have to break it down not only on the remaining schedule and where, you know, how many wins you need on these adjusted totals, but also who are they playing? And the Bucks still have two games against the Sixers, two against the Nets, another matchup with the Celtics, which would determine home court advantage potentially if those two were to, were to tie for the number one seed, as well as a game with the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. So it's not easy down the stretch for Milwaukee with their schedule, and we'll, we'll come out of the break with a big nationally televised game on Friday against Miami. And great point by you, Ben. If you're going to try to extrapolate kind of the number currently and you're projecting it out, go through uh, strength of schedule. If you're going to play, you know, really tough opponents here, obviously that's a good thing for hitting our under 56 and a half adjusted under here. Now you flip it the other way, maybe you're a team that's at full strength and you have a really, you know, cakewalk rest of the year. Boom. That's going to be good for an over. So uh, looking at and kind of, you do that here when the NFL win totals come out to you look at each game, you know, and strength of schedule and kind of map it out. But again, this is a market that to me, it's it, the thing has been like, you don't want to hit a lot of these. Like, I don't think you want to go too crazy with these adjusted throughout the year because at, at any night you could make a case for, Oh, you know, Zion's hurt. Let me hammer the under there on the uh, Pelicans or kind of injury-based moves. But if you can pick your spots, it can be a really good bankroll builder. Also, you mentioned some of these odds here, plus 550 to win the NBA title. The Bucks have the third best odds. Let's say, Ben, they don't go 16-8. Let's hopefully uh, we get that under 56.5. Maybe they go, I don't know, 12-10 or something like that. Uh, if their odds start to fall a little bit, we can kind of wait it out, let it kind of deflate here. Maybe you get to plus 600, plus 650, plus 700 if they drift it all a little bit. I think the Bucs are going to be so careful with Giannis. Again, they've played so much basketball over the last few years. He's got a lot of wear and tear. He routinely is up there in minutes played. Maybe, again, if he can get his wrist right, He's going to rest everything else body-wise over the next uh, time that he misses. So if you can buy low on the Bucks at a better number and kind of wait out this injury a bit and maybe wait for a plus 700, that could be another way to kind of get the best number and then yet hopefully Giannis comes back. But hopefully they still lose to my Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know, I know that's that's what you're you're recruiting for there, Josh. But yeah, you should keep in mind too, like the, the odds will change for certain things, but not all. It's not like just because he's out, all of a sudden the – the championship odds for the NBA title are just going to tank. And the Bucks have actually shortened since the last time you and I were on the air together from six to one down to plus five fifty, uh, because of the strength they have as an overall team when Antetokounmpo is healthy and on the floor and just the versatility he brings along with getting a all, former all-star and Chris Middleton back into the fold. So it, it's not something where all of a sudden you're going to get, I don't know that Josh, you're really going to get a super reduced price on Milwaukee from the, the long-term perspective. It's more the shorter term, those regular season markets you can kid and, and potentially uh, find some value there. You know, it, on the Western side, now that we look at it and, and the big news of the day uh, coming out yesterday with Russell Westbrook getting the buyout from Utah, he is now a member of the LA Clippers. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, look, especially the Clippers and Nuggets coming out of the All-Star break, two teams that are atop the Western Conference odds board. Uh, you have the, uh, along after the Suns, who are still waiting to get Kevin Durant back fully healthy. That's sort of a, a topic in and of itself. But uh, what do you expect now, Josh, just down the stretch when you look at where, you know, the Nuggets and the Clippers are at? Uh, two teams with a lot to like, Denver in pole position to get the number one seed, and, and the Clippers who continue to bolster themselves here at the deadline. So I think it's funny, Benny, if you look at the Phoenix Suns, you know, you missed the bulk on that number quite a bit. I mean, before they brought in Kevin Durant, I think they were 25 to one, 26 to one. I mean, they're up there in the mid twenties. Now you look at them right now, uh, best odds to win the odd to win the, uh, the West plus 235. Uh, to me, again, you got to respect the talent. If they can get all these guys on the court at the same time and be healthy. I mean, how can you, who are you going to defend? Who, who are you going to, uh, you know, kind of uh, focus on, you know, Devin Booker, then you give. Kevin Durant's open shops. Aiden can still do great down low. Paul can facilitate. I mean, this is a really good starting lineup, but again, health is paramount. I just think when you're looking at these numbers, again, you want to have value in the back of your head. Like at this reduced price, 
how much value is there left? Now, again, they make it deep. That plus 230 is down to, you know, plus 150, plus 100. Maybe it flips to a minus number, obviously, if they get into, you know, kind of the final two out west. But to me, I still think the Denver Nuggets, Ben, are a team that a lot of people are sleeping on. They have the best record in the west, but yet they're not the favorite to come out of the west. Plus 390 right now. This is, again, obviously Jokic MVP is looking great if you're holding that ticket. But this is a team that Jokic has kind of carried for quite a while. You finally have Jamal Murray back. Porter Porter uh, Jr. has been healthy here, which has been a great sign for them. You have kind of the altitude advantage in a grueling seven-game playoff series. If you have to go to Denver, that's a big advantage there for the home team who can uh, really deal with the rarefied air. It's a big advantage anytime for the home team if you have a visitor coming to Denver. So these are little things that I, I think are important. You bring in Thomas Bryant as a big man down low. You also bring in Reggie Jackson as a kind of veteran uh, kind of ball handler here. Again, a lot of love, and deservedly so, for the Suns. But to me, the Nuggets, again, if you're giving me plus 390 to win the West, I think that's a bettable number. The other part, too, that jumped out to me, the odds on the most regular season wins have not really changed at all, where Milwaukee and Denver are still tied for second on that list at plus 340. Boston is your favorite at minus 160. They only have a one-game lead on Denver, and the conventional wisdom is, well, Denver has a bigger lead in the West to get the number one seed, so likely you could see them rest some guys down the stretch. But if Milwaukee falls off a little bit with Kumpo now out, with that sprained wrist, wouldn't the same thing apply for Boston? And you have a Denver team that has a much easier strength to schedule, 20th easiest, or 20th hardest, I should say, 10th easiest down the stretch, Josh. That seems like a pretty logical play to make. Makes total sense to me. And again, Jalen Brown got to get healthy. You know what I don't get though, Ben? Jalen Brown can't play for the Celtics. He's got a, a bone, uh, you know, a crushed bone in his face, but he can go play in the All-Star game. Come on, man. I knew Josh would not be, uh, would be thrilled with that when we, when we saw it uh, coming up. Uh, the other interesting thing that we're going to get into next, from the awards market, yes, there's already some big, some big changes, but how about the sixth man of the year? We'll discuss the big changes there next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v With Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the v experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests with tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. Ben Wilson back with you from Las Vegas, joined by Josh Applebaum on the East Coast, host of our uh, daily morning bets podcast at Josh underscore insights. I did get a, a photo sent to me from Mike Pritchard, who you're filling in for, Josh. He, he was <laughs> at the uh, plantation course at Kapalua there in Maui, just uh, beautiful, gorgeous. And he was like, yeah, I'm just in the clubhouse right now. And I was like, all right, Pritch, good to, <laughs> good to know that you're, uh, you're enjoying your vacation right now. So Mike is doing well, Josh. No need to worry about him. Uh, and, and you have another, uh, another episode <laughs> of the daily morning bets out uh, today as well, I understand. That's right. I know for sure, you know, as, uh, as our buddy Pritch is waking up and, you know, lo- looking at the beautiful uh, white sand beaches and the mountains, you know, he definitely woke up and listened to morning bets. That was the first thing oh, yeah. he did on his vacation, Ben. But uh, it's great to hear from Pritch. Well-deserved. Pritch grinded so hard all year long with NFL. So, uh, again, another great year for our buddy, and hopefully he's enjoying his time there. I actually went to uh, Maui one time, Ben, family family vacation. Uh, I was a freshman in college. We all went there, uh, and we actually, my dad, we rented a car real quick, and there was, like, this hill that was on a cliff uh this road that was on a cliff and my dad was driving the car there was no guardrail it was maybe the scariest moment of my life i'm like dad 
our whole family is in your hands right now. Do not make a wrong move. But again, one of the most beautiful places in the world that we did survive. I think it was called the Road to Hana, yep. I, I believe. That's, it was pretty epic. Road yeah. to Hana, yes. That is the yeah. must-do thing when you're uh, when you are in the, the <laughs> island of Maui. Yeah. Jo- uh, Josh Applebaum, apparently averse to risk. I'm a world We're traveler, Ben. Yeah, you know. Averse to risk, at least on the road to Hana. That's where we're finding oh, yeah. out today. Uh, look, we, we go back to the NBA. Just with some interesting award shifts now that are happening. On the one end, you have the MVP, where Nikola Jokic is seemingly running away with the award now up to minus 250 at a lot of the books. How about the sixth man of the year no, the, the year award, though, Josh? I bring this up because of the context with Russell Westbrook now going to the Clippers after getting a buyout from the Utah Jazz. I mean, you talk about a, a rocky cliff. Of his of his odds just going all <laughs> over the place. At one point, Russell Westbrook, when he was on the Lakers, was a minus money favorite to win the award. Went all the way down to thirty to one last week after getting traded to Utah. Since you figured, all right, there, he would. There's just no way that he would be in the mix for an award like that. But now with the buyout, he's back in. At least not as a minus money favorite anymore. But he is at least in the periphery. I look at the odds right now: uh, nine to one at BetMGM. He's even a little bit shorter at DraftKings. Whereas Malcolm Brogdon, the Boston Celtics. Of six man coming off the bench has moved into a minus one sixty five favorite there at BetMGM. So what do you make of all this movement where Russ, Russell Westbrook apparently still in the mix? It just depends on how you view uh, his his role to play out there with the LA Clippers. Yeah, Ben. So what's the great phrase? Uh, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. That's kind of what we're dealing here with Russell Westbrook. So to your point, plus six hundred. This is a guy that was a minus number throughout much of the year with the Lakers. To me, though, Ben, I think the the play here is Malcolm Brogdon. I made a bet on Malcolm Brogdon. I think we might have talked about this last week uh, to win the sixth man here. He was minus 160 current price right now. But a couple of things going on. I just think from the standpoint of Westbrook changing teams, missing games, how is he going to fit in? He'll probably give you some stats here. Obviously, that'll help you win the award. But I think almost in terms of like the voting and how these awards are uh, are voted upon. And you mentioned a great point there with Jokic, how, uh, again, we've kind of been hammering the drum here for Jokic MVP for quite a while saying, hey, not only, not only is, he, is he having a great year, but when the straw poll comes out, you know, you're going to hear all these media people say Jokic is the MVP. That's exactly what happened. It was kind of a deja vu from last year where the same exact thing happened. So Jokic is kind of getting away from you. To me, though, Brogdon is going to get a lot of these votes here because I almost liken it last year to Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, Ben. If you are a player on one of the best teams in the league or the best team in the league, that's an automatic boost on any kind of award market that you're kind of featured in because obviously if you're on a seller dweller, it's almost like Mike Trout. You know, he could be the MVP every single year, Ben, but is he truly the most valuable if, you know, the Angels are never going to win more than 82 games? So I think you get a boost being on the best team like Smart was best defensive player, best defensive team. Now you have Malcolm Brogdon, best guy off the bench on the best team in the league. And if you look at his stats, they've been really impressive. I watch him every night as a Celtics fan, 15 points, four rebounds, four assists. And I think also kind of getting some media love in terms of checking his ego a little bit. You know, there were questions about, and maybe you can speak to this, Ben, former Buck here, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, he wanted to be a starter. He wanted to get his money. Again, as all players, you know, should want to do, maximize their earnings in their career. But almost like the 08 Celtics with, you know, Pierce, Garnett, uh, Ray Allen, you know, you need to check your ego a little bit. And, what you know, again, you've made your money. Now you're trying to win a championship. So just the fact that he's been a great locker room guy, he's deferred multiple times that, hey, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're, we're going to go as far as they'll take us. He's really deferred to the two young guns. And he just comes in very workmanlike, businesslike, does his job, really settles everything down, doesn't turn it over, scores, uh, facilitates on the best team in the league. I think, again, a lot of these markets are moving. But Malcolm Brogdon, minus 160, it's not a bad number there. Uh, I think it's, it's time to hit Brogdon right now. The question with always, though, on the Brogdon end, it's the health. Has not played yeah. 60 games in a season since 2019. And you, you wonder, especially, again, we're talking about the, 
the you know, kind of the uh, different uh, factors coming on after the Bucks lose Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not a serious wrist injury, but one that is going to sideline him. The Bucks fall off, and Boston ends up creating a bit of a gap there for the number one seed. Will they try to protect a guy who has a pretty robust injury history, Josh? Only, you know, I look at the overall numbers, two of his seven seasons, he's only played uh, 60 or more games. So is that one of those things? As we get closer to the finish line, do you see the Celtics pull back things a little bit, at least with his workload, even though he's coming off the bench? He's still playing a good amount. I mean, he's at, eh, getting 25 minutes a game. It's technically the lowest of his career, but it's still a decent workload for a guy who has had issues staying healthy. That's my only worry on, on the Brogdon. And now that you are laying a number like a minus 160. No, it's a really good point, Ben. And again, you think about how Joe Mazzulla is going to handle this. Joe Mazzulla just had the interim tag taken off. Their Celtics look like they finally cut ties with Ime Udoka. And uh, Mazzulla is going to be your guy moving forward here. He's plus 170. Uh, he is the favorite here to win coach of the year. My only uh, issue with uh, Mazzulla uh, is that he's not great with his timeouts. Just from watching him and listening to Boston talk, uh, talk radio, he doesn't really call him when you need him. He doesn't really use them to dial things up. He kind of lets them play almost like a, you know, a college mentality here. So he is the favorite. I think, you know, Again, he was in a tough spot. He's done great. Uh, he is the favorite expected to win it here on the best team. But just on the point of Missoula, how does he handle all these great players down the stretch? You know, Tatum, the other thing, Ben, is like the All-Star game just infuriated me. I have Jalen Brown, who's hurt, who played. Then I have Jason Tatum, who's setting like a career uh, number. I know he's a young guy, but he's got the most minutes ever played. And then he played 35 minutes in the All-Star game. So, again, I know it's a glorified pickup game here, but how my point being, how will Missoula handle these guys down the stretch? Is it super important for him, you know, to have the most regular season wins or does he want his team rested and ready to go down the stretch? So something you always got to worry about here uh, in this market, but to your point, Ben with Brogdon, uh, you mentioned it 25 minutes a game. He's averaged, you know, last few years, like 35 minutes a game, 30, 30 plus minutes a game. So maybe he's just being handled from the beginning in, in a kind of very careful way. And I think if you're going to be holding this ticket like I am with minus mm -hmm. 166, man, you like the fact that he's playing a reduced workload and hopefully that benefits him right. down the stretch and keeps him healthy. It's always something for, for, the, for you Boston people, Josh. Always something. We got to complain about something. About. That's who we are. Yeah, I, right. I, I, and again, with, with Giannis being injured again, there's only a half game difference right now between the Celtics and Bucks in the East. Isn't a better way to, to bet, though, if, if you're a believer that Boston ends up consolidating that number one seed, isn't the bet on Missoula just to win coach of the year? Who's, you know, he's plus 175, a guy who starts the year as an interim under very tough circumstances with the Ime Udoka firing and suspension happening right before the start of the year. Basically between he and Mike Brown, who has been a great story for the Sacramento Kings. But given, again, you talk about media narratives, you have a small market team in the Kings who are likely going to finish in that three, four, five seed range. If Boston gets the number one seed, it's just hard for me to see a world in which Missoula, who started as an interim, now has that tag removed, does not win coach of the year. And you are still getting plus money on that to happen. So that makes you make a really good case here, man. I may have to readjust my uh, my thinking here. Maybe put a unit on Missoula plus 170. You mentioned it. Uh, Brown's right behind him. Michael Malone's plus 260. I would just, the one thing I, I want to maybe give it a little bit more time. Here's the yin and the yang of it, Ben. Like if I wait a little bit longer, maybe the 170 is down to 130. But I guess what I'm, the reason why I'm waiting a little bit is, you know, throughout the year, as we were looking at all the NFL awards market, you had Nick Sirianni, who was the favorite pretty much wire to wire, uh, or at least once the, the uh, kind of the, um, the Eagles got going there as, you know, kind of a, the coach of the year favorite. I think he's like plus 200 around there much of the year. But then what happened? You get to the awards and the voters and it goes to Brian Dayball, who didn't have the best record but took
took the worst team or one of the bad teams and made them very competitive and really good and won a playoff game. So again, I'm with you. I feel like it's got to be Missoula. You go into a tough spot. You lead the team to the best record in the NBA. You can't do much better than that. But I'm just wary of maybe like the voters saying almost like the day ball method. Like he didn't have the most wins, but he turned around like Missoula inherited such a great team that it was almost expected for them to be so good. Difference here would be Mike Brown took over a bad team, made them better, almost like that day ball uh, kind of mold. So that's the only thing I'm consider- I'm worried about, but I'm with you. How do you not take plus 170 on probably what will be the best team in the league? Well, that's the the hilarity of the coach of the year markets where after Udoka, who was the favorite to start the year, once once that was scratched, he was taken off the odds board. Missoula was put in at 12-1 to 1 as one of the co-favorites. <laughs> so, yes, you're, it's a really good point. It's not like he came out of nowhere. Mike Brown was 80-1 to 1 when the season opened because nobody expected much out of the Sacramento Kings. It's something you always have to consider, just how did a team perform relative to expectations. But again, when anytime you're handicapping an award that's driven by media votes, perception is, is <laughs> on, honestly more times more important than the actual product and performance on the court. That's why I look at, at Missoula right now. I mean, he's gotten all the, you know, all the money. It's not like this has been a out-of-nowhere type bet, Josh, but he is getting a lot of support uh, so far. So good NBA discussion for us. We will start transitioning into some of the college basketball. But up next... It's Will Hill who has picks on just about everything. Our do-it-all VEASAN analyst Will Hill stops by when we return on the Lombardi Line. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard. Attention BetMGM customers, have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. I'm Ben Wilson back in Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum in for Mike Pritchard once again from Boston. And we bring in Will Hill from the East Coast. Our VEASAN analyst you can follow at NotDWillHill. Back to the hardwood tonight, Will. You got what a quartet of plays here. We are, I mean, we're getting into it. We have conference tournament that's conference tournament start basically in what like 13 days, I'm pretty sure. So it is uh, fast and furious now this time of year. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I think the Super Bowl being played a week later with the extra week of the NFL has sort of reconditioned our brains here. We're usually, it's the Super Bowl. Then you got like a month, three weeks to recharge your batteries. Unless you really love college basketball, to be honest, it's kind of a boring time of year. But now, you know, you look up, we're what, nine, 10 days away from March. And I think once you hit March 1st, you, you hit the perfect, you, you said the perfect thing. Once you get to the conference tournaments, it's action all day. Those conference tournaments, even the small ones are a lot of fun. And I think Sunday was three weeks from from selection Sunday. It was so we're uh, yeah we're less than three weeks from the selection show. It uh, it's coming soon, and once you hit the selection show, you know uh, the Masters opening day MLB. It's uh, it's good oh, things yeah. ahead. So I think we've uh, I think we've sort of gotten through the doldrums of the winter here pretty nicely. 
No, you're exactly right, Will. And again, uh, 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 what happened to TCU last night? Well, that's what I want to know. I was on TCU. I think you were too. Sh- sharp play here. I think there was a rumor that our buddy Pete Rose might have been on him too. Completely let us down. So I'm, I'm a little salty today, Will and Ben. So let's see if we can get some winners here tonight. Uh, Will, let me throw this one at you. I think this is one that you're looking at. Texas A&M at home against Tennessee. Kind of interesting because uh, Tennessee is ranked higher, number 11. Texas A&M is ranked number 25. Yet, open at around a pick I'm seeing movement, Will, toward Texas A&M. They were minus one earlier today. Now you're up to, I just saw a couple books go to minus one and a half, minus two. We have seen these uh, SEC home favorites do great straight up, 48 and 16, uh, 75%. So I'm looking at a money line play on A&M. Will Hill, what say you about A&M and Tennessee tonight? Yeah, I like AM. We've seen these rankings. They don't they don't hold a lot of water when it comes to Vegas. You know, we see this a lot where a team's ranked versus a team that's unranked. The unranked teams have do, been doing pretty well. It's not that extreme in this case, but I've just I've been fading Tennessee a lot now. I did it uh last week against Missouri and it bit me, but I did it against Kentucky as well. And, and I wanted I've I've done pretty well here fading them. I just don't like their offense. I don't like the way their offense travels. I think they're like 69th in Ken Palm offensive efficiency. Uh, adjusted offensive efficiency and going on the road. I just, you're not going to get to the foul line as much. You're not going to get those 50, 50 calls. And I just don't like a team that can't shoot going on the road here. And A&M look at them. I mean, they're, they're top 25 offensive efficiency, Ken Palm top 50 off uh, defensive efficiency, Ken Palm at home. I just think you know, they play similar styles to me. Home court's the tiebreaker here. I'll go with the home team. I like A&M. A&M is the pick for Will Hill. How about the in the Big East where Villanova, it's been a struggle for Kyle Neptune. First year head coach, you figured there would be some growing pains taking over for Jay Wright, but Wildcats have been a little bit more live, at least in the last couple of weeks. They've won three of four, now go to the Cincinnati Center in Cincinnati, taking on Xavier. Money is quickly coming toward the Wildcats, Josh from or Josh and Will. Uh, Will from six on Xavier, not down to four and a half or five. How surprised were you to see that uh, move come so starkly there, Will? Yeah, they've been getting hit a lot in a lot of these games. They got hit against Providence where the line get, got bet down a couple of points and it didn't come through, but they had the lead in the second half as an underdog. And like you mentioned, they've won three out of four. Even their last three or four losses, they've all been really respectable losses, good teams, single-digit losses, all games where they had the lead in the second half. And I just think you can look at the, the return of Justin Moore. I think that's a big factor. Remember the uh, the star point guard who got hurt right before the final four. I think it was last year. He's come back. He's been back for four or five games now. And like you said, they're just playing a little better. And these teams played back in January. Xavier won by eight. But Zach Fremantle of Xavier was 12 of 17, had 29 points. He's not playing tonight. Justin Moore didn't play in the first matchup. To me, this is more of a you know a one-possession game, two-possession game. I'll, I'll gladly take the five. There is a five at DraftKings. I'll take the I'll take the Wildcats here. I think Nova's playing well. Well, let's keep on cruising. Hit as many of these college games as we can. Most heavily bet game of the night: Miami visiting Virginia Tech. Now, this is my like your know, favorite system match in the world. You mentioned you hinted at it. Will unranked home favors ranked opponent. Public's all over Miami, getting around sixty-five percent of bets. Yet we actually saw this line open. Vatech as low as like minus one. They're up to minus two and a half. Why is this line going toward Virginia Tech if they're unranked versus Miami, who's ranked here? If you look at these unranked home favors ranked opponents, they've been great this season. They're twenty-nine and thirteen against the spread. Sixty. So I'm going on the gross hazmat side uh, here with the money line on uh, Virginia Tech. But, Will, I think, you know, if you have any thoughts on the spread, love to hear them. But I think you might be targeting the total in this one. Yeah, these are two teams, weirdly enough, I like to play on a lot. Miami's come on strong. Remember, they were an Elite Eight team out of nowhere last year. They have really good guard play. I think maybe you're seeing Virginia Tech because they're desperate, and if they're going to get it in the tournament, they're going to really have to go on a run here. So maybe you're getting that angle. And they're, they're better than their record. They've had some bad losses. Uh, some bad losses at home as big favorites. They're better than than they performed. But I look at the over. Uh, if you look at the first matchup, I think it was January 31st. 
eight, uh, 9370, uh, 83-72, something like that. It was in the ones, I think we got to 175 in the first matchup, and it was on 72 possessions. It was a really high-scoring game. Uh, usually you see a score like that, you, you think, you know, that game went to overtime or double overtime. It was just both teams shot the lights out. You know, I think one team, Virginia Tech shot 56%, Miami shot 57%. They got really good looks according to the shot quality, and I just don't think either team can really stop the other team. I think they both got really good guard play. I, I think we'll see a lot of, uh, you know, a high pace, a, a lot of a lot of made shots here. So I'll go over here. We're in the, what, 153, 153 and a half range. I think we see more of the same. I think we'll go over the total. 92-83 Miami in that first meeting down yeah. in uh, Coral Gables as Will Hill joins us right now. Give him a follow at not the Will Hill. Will has some college baseball, or not college baseball. I have college baseball futures. Will <laughs> has major league baseball win totals. He's going to give us in a second, but first. One more college basketball game. My alma mater, the Missouri Tigers, have been tough oh. on betters, Will, the last couple oh. of games. Two straight <laughs> losses for first-year head coach Dennis Gates, now hosting Mississippi State tonight. Market going toward Mizzou from two to three and a half. How are you attacking this one? I know this time last week we were saying we were doing the Rodney Dangerfield. They don't get any respect, know. but you know what? They got buried <laughs> by Tennessee, and that was a tough loss against AM. I know a lot of people were on Missouri. I was on Missouri. I'm going to go back to them. To me, that, that, you know, being at home, being just a much better shooting team. You look at Mississippi State's numbers on offense. It's amazing. They're 18 and nine or whatever they are. They shoot 28% from three. They shoot 63% from the foul line. Uh, this is just not a good offense, and I just don't think bad offenses travel. Uh, on the road, especially against a Missouri team that's in a good spot here. They're hungry. You figure they'll get the A game after a home loss, two losses in a row. Missouri does, you know, the, the one thing they can do, they can shoot the ball 76% from the foul line, uh, 37, 38% or so from three. I just think Missouri will make more shots here. This is a good bounce back spot. I like Missouri. And if uh, and if they don't cover, Ben, you're going to hear about it. Paul's going to hear about it. Oh, so yeah. be ready. <laughs> Well, Will Hill, let's go to uh, another sport here that cannot wait for baseball to return. We already have pitchers and catchers. Spring training is underway. I want to give you some credit, though, Will. You're one of my favorite people to get your your take on win totals because I'll give you some credit. A couple years ago, after the uh, the bubble season when the Lakers won it all, you were hammering the drum, I feel like, every day on the network saying, take the Lakers under win total the following year, and you, it abs- you nailed it. I think you hit that thing uh, by process of elimination by like, like mid, mid-season here. So give us some winners in MLB, uh, Will. Number one maybe just a real quick approach to how you look at MLB win totals, how you find value. And I think there's a couple teams you're targeting for some unders this season. Yeah. If you want some real in-depth analysis, I was on with Adam Burke yesterday. He does these write-ups for VEASAN that are incredible. I think they're coming pretty soon here. They're must read for baseball betters. I take more just a general broader view and I just look at the pitching staffs and I look at the divisions there and I just try to target teams with bad starting rotations or top heavy starting rotations in good divisions. And I'll give you a couple here to me, Washington, under uh, kind of under 62 and a half. I don't know if that number is still out there. It might be a 61 and a half. They're getting bet down. They won 55 games last year. There's not a seven game improvement. They had half a season out of Soto. They just don't have any pitching. Patrick Corbin is their number two starter. Uh, I mean, it sounds like they got a decent return for Soto in terms of the trade package, but that's going to take a little while. Uh, to, you know, to pay dividends. I just think in a division where you got the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies and even the Marlins have lights out pitching, it's going to be hard to find wins for Washington. So I think they're in for a rough year. Uh, I'll go under them. And just a quick one here. I bet the Angels under pretty much every year. I Again, I just don't like their pitching. Otani's great, but even he's only going to give you one start a week, five or six innings. And they're top heavy. You know, Otani's been healthy the past couple of years, but his first two or three years in America, he wasn't healthy. Trout never plays 130, 140 games anymore. And after that, in terms of the rotation, it's just not very good. 
And again, they're in a division with Houston, who's really good. Seattle's on the way up. Texas spent all this money. They got DeGrom. They got Seager two off seasons ago. So Texas will be better. So Angels under, Nationals under are a couple ones I have all in my right. pocket. It's not quite as bad as 05 when the Nationals you know, had like John Lannon as their opening day starter. John Lannon. First, first boy, what, year, what, would that have, what were the odds he would get a shout out in this podcast? You know when I'm hosting, <laughs> Will, you always reduce odds on random uh, random irrelevant players from 15 years ago. But, you know, you, you cut those odds in half. Uh, but, yes, not as, not as bad maybe as those teams, but still not looking good on the outlook for the Washington Nationals. We'll see if uh, my alma mater can help you out there on the card tonight. Well, thanks as always for joining us. Landon at least had Brian Schneider to throw to. Yeah, he did. Have, that's a good one. Good one as well. See you guys, have thanks. Brian Schneider. Thanks, thanks to Will Hill. Uh, we are one hour into the books, Josh. When we return, there is some movement in the NFL draft odds board. We'll cover that next as well as some other top headlines around the National Football League as we start our second hour. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.